Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene. Thank you so much for joining me. So this past week was Thanksgiving. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Ours looked a little different this year, to be honest. Normally, we go to Florida to visit friends and family. And because of COVID, we stayed home. So Ava and I had a nice, quiet, rainy, dreary day at home. No, honestly, it was really peaceful and relaxing. And so I'm very grateful for our time. However, Ava did um, decide that she wanted the full Thanksgiving meal. So I got up very early on Thanksgiving Day and I cooked us a full meal. Turkey, dressing, mashed potatoes, sweet potato you know, the whole thing. And Ava was very, very happy. And so we are thankful, uh, blessed, and grateful that it was a wonderful, quiet, peaceful time. And uh, it did get prettier here because it rained almost all day on Thursday, I think. And so, but Friday and Saturday, Sunday, it was lovely. So no complaints here. So in thinking about what I wanted to discuss today, I came up with 25 tips for co-parenting throughout the holidays. So I kind of wanted it to make it go with 25 days till Christmas because December 1st is Tuesday. So I decided to come up with 25 tips of co-parenting tips. And I hope that you get inspiration from these tips or just gives you something to think about, something to work on with your co-parent partner. The first tip that I would say in making things less stressful or getting through the holidays is to check your schedule and your co-parenting plan. So that would be like, who has the kids? Whose turn is it? And what does that look like? And making sure that everyone knows the plan in advance. And if everybody knows the plan in advance, this will alleviate any stress or undue pressure on yourself or the children. And it's really important to keep the schedule and not to put the kids in the middle. So I always think that if you know in advance, okay, how do you want it to look? If you have it in writing, some people do, some people don't, um, then you can know in advance and everybody can plan that way. Tip number two, get specific about your plan and communicate it early with your co-parent partner. So get really specific, like know the dates and times and places where you're going to pick up, drop off. If grandparents or extended family are involved, make sure you communicate that. And as we all know, communication is the key. <laughs> and the less confusion there is about the specifics, the better it is for, is for the kids. Number three tip, once a plan is agreed upon, present a united front with the kids, with the children. 
if children hear like conflicting messages between you and the other co-parent partner, what that does is that causes the child to take sides. And the kids can use that to their advantage, playing one parent off of the other. And so as we all know, our kiddos need consistency. And it will ultimately make them feel more stable and more confident when the plan is agreed upon by the children, or I mean by the parents, so that everybody knows, okay, mom and dad are on the same page, so I can't get by with whatever they're trying to get by with, especially as they get a little older. Tip number four, be flexible. Now, I know that that's easier said than done, especially if you have a co-parent partner that is difficult. But all I would say is try to be as flexible as possible. And understand that transitioning from one house to the other is stressful for the kids, and it can be until they get into a flow. So remaining calm and positive and courteous is so important. And and remind yourself that you can celebrate your holiday it, on any day. It doesn't have to be a specific day. So that's what I mean by being flexible. Tip number five, coordinate and plan the gift giving. Planning your gift giving for each child is it's a very important part of the process and coordinating it with the other co-parent partner, it will help alleviate or at least bring down the normal anxiety as well as the budget. Try not to overcompensate for the current situation um, by trying to outbuy the other parent. That's why you should coordinate so that everyone's on the same page. If you're a Santa person, you can use Santa to remove the competition that that outbind might create. Or if your child is is past that age, you can communicate with the other parent and make a plan to do it together. And you know, sometimes one parent is in a better financial position than another. And if that's the case, communicate with the other and say, hey, I can only spend X amount this year. And so if you know that a child wants a gift that's, say, $200, and you're you're only able to spend 75 because you've already bought other gifts or whatever, then just communicate that and let them know ahead of time. And this will go a long way to help alleviate stress and budget constraints. Tip number six, Buy a present for the other parent. Now, I know this might be a little weird for some because some people don't do that. I think there's a couple of ways to look at it depending on your situation. If you help your children buy the other parent a gift, it is a great way to extend an olive branch and it's it's just being a decent person. Helping your helping your child buy a gift for the other parent doesn't take anything really from you. If the children see the parents supporting and being kind to the other, it really is one of the best things for the children. It could be a way 
you could find a gift that would help support the other parent. For instance, say that a TV broke or whatever in the other parent's house. And if you have the means or whatever, you could actually buy that and make it from the kids. I mean, have extend extend the branch, be supportive. So that's, I think that is really good. I know for myself, I always, Ava's dad is, can be kind of difficult to buy for. So I always try to, he is very particular about his cars. So we try to buy something particular about cars or he works out a lot. So something with those two things. So I always try to do something that would support something that I know that he he would enjoy. I was reading um, a few days ago, the this author, Danielle McKean, she is with Fit and Faithful Living. And she gave the five gift rule that I really thought was great. It's called the five gift rule for Christmas. And which I had never heard of this before, but I really liked it. Give the gift they want, give a gift they need, give a gift they will read, give a gift they will wear, and give a gift that they don't know they want. And I thought when you're thinking of buying presents um, for either the other parent or even your children, I really think that's a good, the five gift rule. I think that's a really good um, idea to go by. And I like that. And I thought I would share it with you. Tip number seven, prioritize the kids. I know that's, you know, that's what you're always supposed to do. But as we all know, it's easier said than done. But prioritizing the children is obviously key to positive parenting. And not just during the holidays, but in every day. If this is your first year following a separation or a divorce, it can be really difficult. And during the holidays, it's more important than ever for parents to demonstrate civility, flexibility, and I always say grace extended. And using history as your guide, you can create a child-centered holiday that caters to the emotional needs of our children. And that is the most important, prioritizing their needs over ours. Tip number eight, go for presents over presents. So I think you guys kind of get what I mean by this. Children want your time. Um, Don't substitute yourself for gifts. They want our presence. They want our physical being there, being around, not just our gifts. And kids love to spend time with us. So I would say don't get caught up into, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to decorate. I have to do this. I have to do that. But try to make it more into creating special moments with your children, game time, movie time, whatever that looks like for you. If it's, if it's cookie decorating, whatever that looks like for you, um, spend your time doing that and focus on presence, your physical presence over gifts. Number nine, tip number nine, 
Remember your child's extended family and make a plan to include them. Now, I am all about, I I wish Ava had more extended family than she does. Ava's father is Jamaican, and so most of his family is still in Jamaica. So she doesn't get a lot of her father's time, of family time. So negotiate and agree upon a plan regarding the extended family. I think that's so important because, you know, you can never have enough people love your children. And if grandparents and aunts and uncles want to spend time, make a plan to do that, even if it's on the other parent's side. Make a plan and and to be honest, if you initiate that first contact with the extended family, that can go a long way to your partner, your co-parent partner, showing that you are doing what's in the best interest of the children. Tip number 10, sit down and talk to your kids about the holiday. Many holiday celebrations are centered around time with family. And if this is your first year being alone, this family time, it can trigger unexpected feelings of loss and loneliness after a separation or a divorce. And be prepared for your children, depending on their ages, to act out. And so being open and honest with them about your own feelings of loss. The truth is that change is difficult. And so if this is your first year or even your second year, and, and it's, it's important to sit down and let your kids know that you're feeling that way too. In holiday times, always highlight the fact that, okay, this change is permanent. And um, as you come to terms with these changes, you can acknowledge that reality with your children. And if you're open and honest with your children and validate your own sense of loss, then this will help your children be able to validate their own sense of loss. Tip number 11, plan new traditions or create a twist on the old ones. So I think you guys kind of know what I mean by that. For instance, I typically, um, Ava and I, and when Brie was around, we would go look at Christmas lights. And I'm not sure how we're going to do it this year, but we've always done that. But as, because I had Ava later on in life, I developed, you know, I had friends that I did things with. And so we made it like a friend thing. We would get hot cocoa and ride around in a car with friends and look at Christmas lights. So whatever that tradition looks like to you, you can plan a new tradition or create a twist on an old one. Tip number 12, create a volunteer time or a plan to give back. And during this time of year, I always have Ava go through all of her toys and clothes and donate them. And this is one way that your child could give back. Uh, Tip number 13, set aside downtime for the family. So what I mean by that, instead of ripping and running and going the here and there, you can set 
set aside downtime for the family. Now, I know with COVID, it's different. Like every day feels like a downtime (laughs) because we're all in this, you know, downtime kind of area together. But I do think typically you get busier during the holidays. So setting aside a downtime where, okay, Saturday, we are not doing anything. We are just going to be home. And that is okay. And tip number 14, give yourself a break and take care of yourself. So don't put so much pressure on yourself, you know, and, and maybe give yourself a gift if you can afford it of a massage or something. Tip number 15, forget the should. I should do this. I should do that. You don't have to do anything. Okay, you don't except pay bills. Well, pay taxes and die. I think someone told me that one time. The only should you have to do is pay taxes and die. So I I don't even know who told me that. Um, Tip number 16. Put love and connection front and center. It has to be. It has to be. Otherwise, you get caught up in all the things. And things don't bring love and peace into your life. Uh, number tip number 17 stress-free decorations this will help you enjoy more so if you're a dad and you don't have all the Christmas tree stuff (laughs) you can buy one already made up I don't know I just thought that was when I I um, was thinking of different things I thought oh stress-free it's not stress-free for me I always feel stress because half the time I'm short so I can't reach stuff and I get frustrated (laughs) when I can't reach stuff that's what that's what I think about when it comes to me uh tip number 18 remember your kids want connection not perfection so they want to connect with us everything doesn't have to be perfect everything doesn't have to be in place the kitchen doesn't have to be perfect everything doesn't have to be perfect they want our connection Tip number 19, be open to compromise. So if at the last minute something changes with your other co-parent partner, it's okay to compromise. It's okay to figure out a new plan, a new way of doing it. It is okay. And I think in life in general, being open to compromise is a good way to get through life. But especially during the holidays, be it being open to compromise. Tip number 20, keep the magic alive, the magic of Christmas alive. Now, I know some of you might not do the Santa thing, and that's fine. I've kind of half done it, half not done it. If you have older children and they already know the truth about Santa, you can enlist their help of spreading magic to your younger children by help allowing them to be a part of creating the magic so they can create the 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 reindeer footprints or they can do the cookie treats you can also if if your kids are older you can use the spirit of christmas or the magic of the holiday time into a spiritual pers- perspective really putting the emphasis, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And so you can embrace the season of giving. And you can foster anticipation. So, you know, I was always taught that fo- that anticipation is 90% of the fun in anything. And as I get older, it's so true. 
Anticipation is 90% of the fun. So you can also have your kids create a wish list because who doesn't want a wish list? A wish, wish list. Tip number 21, be a realistic about the holiday time being different. So just being real, like I know it's going to be different. I know, but it's going to be good being positive and real. 22, teach gratitude. And, you know, I'm a big believer in gratitude. So teaching your children gratitude during this time is super important. Tip 23, make plans for yourself. If it's not your year to have the kiddos, make a plan for yourself, whatever that is. Okay, so I'm going to have a, if you don't have the kids that day and you're planning on being with other friends or family, make a plan. So you would make a plan for your kids. So do the same thing for yourself. And by the way, I'm preaching to myself on that because I am not very good at doing that. So this, this resonated with me. So when I don't have Ava and she's with her dad, I'm like, okay, so I need to make a plan for myself. Uh, Tip 24, do random acts of kindness. And that can be if you go into Starbucks or you drive through Starbucks paying for the person behind you or or paying for someone in front of you groceries, if, you know, as long as they don't have $200 worth, <laughs> or at least for me. But if you have that, that's great. Do that. Um, tip 25, my last one is give grace to yourself and others. And so I feel like Giving grace to ourself, giving grace to others is the best gift we can give ourselves because that's the spirit of, of the holiday time. That was 25 tips of co-parenting during the holidays. Thank you so, so much for joining me again this week. I am excited about everything coming up in the next three or four months. I'm excited to share with you some great things I have in store for the podcast and then outside of the podcast. So find me on, I have a Facebook page, Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide. Also, I'm on Instagram. You can find me on there. I will post these tips every day. Um, If you go on my website, there'll be a download that'll share these tips as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLanae.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast, and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.